Finding a situation where we could um, inform mm. folks, because we're going to talk vocal tips and a few other things. Yeah. And uh, anyhow, so far it seems to be going pretty good. Now I have to do this one again. Well, hi there. Welcome to yet another episode of Live at Lee's Place. My name is Lee McRae. I'm your host. I'm the creator of the Vocal Mastery Program that you can see at vocalmastery.com. Vocalmastery.com. That's where you'll see it. And I, as I always say, there's never been a better time to become a great singer. And speaking of great singers and great artists, I'm very, very pleased and very honoured to have with me today my very good friend, Mira. Hi. Hey. Greetings, everybody. And we always Whee. have a moment for the applause. 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 That's single. Um, I like the, the one word name the one name word is that the way to put it so yeah. so it's just mirror you see yeah it's just mirror it's like when we we say aretha or elton or yeah Stevie. well i used my birth name i thought it was really important to um use that but i make make everything in acronyms so i right. changed like so mirror actually is my image reflects resonance above heights so it's like i'm only five foot so i thought hey you know if you're going to be representing your birth name which is actually named after my birth mother right um, yeah so i was adopted but yeah so i was named after my birth mother and i thought hey if i'm going to resonate a personality why not mm. it be my name we were talking just before coming on air about um, being adopted, and uh, we we might delve into that a little yeah, bit later awesome. on. Um, and also your background, mm. and uh, I find that that's intriguing, very very interesting. Can I just ask the folks? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm asking you already. If you would be so kind as to subscribe to what we're doing and share with your friends and let people know what's going on, so we can spread the word. Uh, the feedback has been fantastic. That's we're awesome. really getting some great questions, and um, we're going to do our best to answer a lot of those sorts of things. Um, look, I have a confession to make. I binged watched you on the weekend. Awesome. <laughs> Is that a confession? Well, it's doing anyway. Uh, because, you know, in my, because uh, I'm very good at research. Yes. As people watch the other episodes will know, although uh, I don't know if that's entirely true. I binge watched you um, because in 2005, you were on a TV show in the States called Are You the Girl? Yes run by the group TLC. Mm. And this was a big deal, right? It was huge. Oh, my gosh. It's huge for me because I grew up to them. Mm. You know, these were women that are in the same lane as far as what I love to do, which is rap and sing. Mm. And age-wise. So here it was, is like when I was a kid from, gosh, 17, 18, all of a sudden there was these tomboys that represented, you know, and still had this beautiful look but still covered from head to toe mm. and, um, stories about believing in self and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, I like that. You know, being a single child, being adopted, I didn't have certain um, like older sisters. So I looked at that group as my older sisters mm. and it was just awesome for what they wrote about. So I was like, yep, I'm all over it. Uh, and the, the concept of that was um, born out of tragedy, really, wasn't it? That they lost yes. uh, Lisa Left, left eye. eye, is that how you pronounce mm -hmm. it? Uh, in a, um, I think, a motor vehicle accident, if memory serves Correct. me correctly. And they, that was pretty much going to be the end of it. They, they, they said, well, that'll do us. And then they decided to 
go with the group again. And they ran, you and I were talking about this earlier, really what was one of the very early reality shows mm. without the drama. Yeah, without thank us, goodness. Without the fake drama that goes with Correct. it. Correct. You know. That's what I believe. I believe, luckily, the time 2005 occurred, they just wanted contenders to compete so we could tour with them. Mm-hmm. But as far as the drama behind it, there really wasn't that many. We were, we were actually really supportive with one another in the house. So there was nine girls that were chosen. Mm-hmm. And from the nine... You know, they kept going down every, I believe, every day till it dwindled down to not, um, one person to mm. be a part of that. And, and then, we won't give it away, well, we but you were, away. you were part of the final two. Final That's two. That's accurate, right? Yes. And, and I think if folks want to see that, I just found it on YouTube. And there's, I think there are only nine episodes. There are, because yeah. there was only nine episodes. And it's, um, it's really, really good. There's, there's some great quality stuff there. In particular, a couple of things that I think... Um, some of our listeners and mm. and uh, viewers will find of interest was in uh, episode four. I'm not sure why I bothered to mention episode four. That's awesome. Um, there was uh, when the vocal coach has you running on a treadmill. Yeah. Now this seems to be something that uh, Beyonce is a big fan of, and in fact I've I've seen some stuff where she's running in high heels mm-hmm. as well to get that kind of coordination going. Correct. For breath, but also if you're going to perform as she does, mm. you, she's performing in heels, so it actually is comfortable. But I have a little mm. bit of history. So my father-in-law, his family owned um, Shape Community Center in Houston, Texas, mm-hmm. in a place called Third Ward. And Beyonce, her dad in the group, um, who used to be called Girls Time, they used to run and they used to train as little girls, like nine years of age, in right. high heels and run around the block. Uh-huh. So they've been doing this. It wasn't like now as an adult. She's been training to be a super mega star who she is now. So, yeah, luckily my husband, he's seen that as a little kid. So when he met me and was started to manage me, he was like, okay, you need mm. to... So, as a rapper singer, I make sure that, you know, I have a park across my road and I make sure that I always mm-hmm. run and do my lyrics. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this might be where I'm going wrong because I've only been running in running shoes. So I well, think I my wife may have some high heels I could borrow. <laughs> I don't um, run in heels though either. Yeah. So. Oh, okay. Oh, right. See, so, <laughs> so I think I'm going to go one better than you. Yeah, I think you will. Um, there, I, yeah, there's been some interesting things uh, over the years with regard to that kind of training. Mm. Um, there's some stories about Sinatra bouncing on a trampoline and singing. Yeah. And then there are notes of you, for singers out there, you, you, you're driving down the road and you hit a pothole and you go, mm. and you may be singing. You know, it, there, there, are, there is some validity to those kinds of approaches, but I thought that was very interesting and this woman uh she kind of really tried you guys out she she hammered you right mama jan mama jan yeah she was onto it yeah um in particular there was an uh an episode that came later which was very moving to me where you were standing in the backyard of i don't know where where, Mm -hmm. the house that you that they had you staying in and reciting poetry Yes. And I thought the poetry was just beautiful. Uh, and I wanted to ask you, that um, that's something that you had done uh, as a young child? Yeah. You, you, you've been writing poetry most of your life? That was my best friend who I could confine, confine it um, as a kid because, you know, again, I didn't have brothers or sisters, uh, you know, single mm. child. And, you know, when you have learning about your identity, you know, as a, as a person growing up in an adopted home, 
you know, luckily I didn't really see, I guess, race or color, but I still felt different. People kept telling me I was different. So I was like, I used to pour my heart out on paper. And I was just, you know, back then it was just stories, you know, trying to talk to myself. But yeah, poetry was my best outlet. And wow. from poetry, I from there at 19, I learned to change poetry into bars. Right. And singing, um, yeah, singing what is it? Singing bars as well? Yeah. 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 Fitting it in. Yeah, to I fit suppose. it in. Yeah. So that's what uh, uh, um, A couple of times you've mentioned there. Um, so you, your adopted parents. Yes. Are um, Australians, right? So my mom's Australian mm. from Sydney and my father's from um, the Bronx, New York. Wow, there's a mixture right there. Yeah. Now, they're your adopted parents. So that's my adopted yeah. parents. My birth parents, my mother, um, Indonesian, and allegedly my father, birth father, um, African-American. Right. Yeah, so. Okay. And I only find, found that out at age 16. So here I thought I was born uh, in Indonesian. Right. In Indonesia until I was 16. And I went back to the doctors, in the Indonesian doctors in Jakarta, and the nurse told me, that my father happened to be African American, right? And I was like, "Wow, that just went." Did did your um adopt? You knew you were adopted. Yes. You were. You were. You oh, were. Gosh, how old yes. were you when? Four you... months old. Oh, okay. But oh, you yeah. knew that yeah. was automatic. Like, luckily, mm. my mom happened to always tell me through conversation. It sounds strange. If someone's listening, like, why would your mother do that? But it was like, me or my adopted daughter, can you please, you know, or you're adopted, you're, you know, and you're from here. They were very proud mm. to uh, let me know where I was from and proud to share, like, history of stuff, you know, of culture. But um, it was obvious. Hello, like, I'm darker skinned. They're mm. Caucasian, so that's it. And my mom said something to an ignorant um, elder Australian one time. Like the woman looked at her, and she's, "Are you gonna tell her when she gets older?" My mom looked at her like, "Um, I reckon she'll know." Yeah, I reckon she'll know. <laughs> I reckon she'll know. Yeah, like, look at me and look at her. <laughs> yeah, really? yeah, and that's the woman crazy. goes, "Oh, okay." Like, yeah, very good. It was awesome. <laughs> oh, that's very interesting. Very yeah. interesting. Um. No doubt the uh, extension of going into rapping yeah. came from the poetry, right? I mean, the, no, the, totally. The, yeah, I mean, it sort of goes hand in hand, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Singing um, was the last. I, I wanted to actually be a choreographer growing right. up. I didn't even tie in poetry and rap. It was mm-hmm. like, that, like I said, it was someone to confine in. I could just mm. talk. I didn't feel like it judged me. Right. You know, I could just write, spit it out and be like, okay, it's done. Shut the book. Done. Mm-hmm. Dance again, something that couldn't judge me. I just let out my feelings through dance and then was like, oh my God, I grew up to Madonna and Michael Jackson and was like, that's who I want to choreograph for. Mm-hmm. So I would create different things. When, when there was a barbecue, you know, on a Sunday, I had to make a routine from Monday. So I had it ready for Sunday. Wow. Like, yeah, my Isn't mom. Great? Yeah, it was hilarious. And, you, and your parents were very encouraging in that area, right? <laughs> this is what's hilarious. I was just about to say, my mom back in the day, she's going to kill me. My mom used to smoke cigarettes and she would sit there going, oh, here we go. Here you go. Bloody hell. Another performance. Oh, I'm really? Like, Father, yeah. My Sounds mom like I, Tonya. It was yeah. the best. Have you seen I, Tonya yeah, at all? Yeah, like, this is why there's, I there's laugh. There's a good mom right there. Oh, yeah, yeah. this is why I laugh, because my mom was just like, 
what do you got? Go on, get it, get on with it. Whereas my dad was like, go, Mira, go. Oh, that's great. Like, if I, if I just came out and went, my dad would have been like, yeah. yeah. My mom would have gone, is that all? Like, yeah, my mom was tough love. Yeah. So, but down the line, it opened up that she didn't feel that she was celebrated by her mother. Right. Enough to allow her to be celebrated for her. So it, it just happened that she rolled it into my life. Mm. And it's only until I got older that she saw the benefits mm. and was like, oh, I should have known. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know what? Well, you had a pretty good balance there. Yeah. Um, oh, no, it was great. She in, kept. She keeps to this day the reason I, why I'm humble is because of my mom. Well, that's probably a good thing. Get on with it, darling. We, um, I see this a lot. You know, I've been doing this for 30 years and, and I've seen my fair share of um, of stage mums and all yeah. that sort of stuff. Like, literally, they're up the back mouthing the words to the Aww. kids and, you know, getting them to smile and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, they, they, that works to some extent. Um, you know, I, in, in my life that I was about, um, I was 24 when I did live okay. television. My first time I ever did live television. Oh, wow. It was a big deal for yeah. me. Cause I, I think at that point I'd, I'd never even been in a TV studio and I happened to be, uh, living temporarily with my father in between homes that I was moving in and whatnot. And in those days I set the VCR. Now that's a, that's a video cassette video recorder for those cassette. folks out there. And I came home from the show and I was on a big high, you know, and I said to my dad, did you watch the show? And he's reading the paper and he said, yeah. I said, what do you think of it? He said, yeah, you're all right. <laughs> that was as good as it got, yeah. right? You know. That was my mom. Um, and, uh, I, you know, I thought, oh, well, that might be. But I do know in, in latter years, um, you know, uh, he, he's passed now. He's been gone mm. for about over 10 years. I did find entries into his journal where he was, you know, very proud. Not only of myself, but I'm yeah. one of five boys, and he was he's very, very proud. But I think it was the era as well. I think that, like, so I, I, I'm, I know I'm a different father to my mm. kids and what my dad was to me. Not necessarily better or worse, but different. So you know, we're, we're very encouraging yeah. about kids and all that sort of stuff. So um, it plays a huge difference. I think it makes a huge difference, I, I mean, to say. I think where it really came from is that the era that I grew up in, so 80s, 90s, it's more so no parent thought that you could make money. That right. wasn't a career choice, mm-hmm. you know, whereas my mom was very about you need to, you know, finish school, get your, graduate, then go into university, mm-hmm. graduate, then you do your career. Yeah. Where my life, I didn't want anything to do with that. I mm. just was like, I'm going to graduate, get my high school certificate. Then I was like, what? University? That's far from mm. it. I'm yeah. going to tour the world. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that, which I actually happened amazingly that I did. Yeah. Off, off my yeah. Own well, we to talk a little so bit about that it was too. great. Yeah. So you, you remind me of a st- very quick story. Um, John Bon Jovi, who, you know, people would be familiar with. So he's done pretty well, right? <laughs> Guy's got a house in the Hamptons mm-hmm. which, as well as other places as around do. the world. And in that area, if anyone was not familiar with the Hamptons, it's a very exclusive part of is, is it? Is it? Uh, where is the Hampton? Sorry. It's um. Long it's Island? like a, it's Long Island, but it's like the bougie, bougie, right. bougie part. The bougie, whatever that means. Bourgeois. The bougie part. The Anyhow, so he's living next door to some um, investment banker guy, yeah. and the guy's over chatting to him one day. He says, "Oh, you know." This is the guy talking to Bon Jovi. He says, "My son's just interested in playing music all day," and I mean, like, like 
Where's he going to go with that, right? He's talking to Bon Jovi, and Bon Jovi's kind of going, well, you know what? I'm just a kid from Jersey. You know, I had this idea. Anyhow, it's, look, it's true. Um, not everyone's going to make it. I mean, that's, a, that's yeah. a naive thing almost to say, but somebody's going to make it. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's, that's a huge part of keeping going. And, you know, yeah, you've got to have a bit of luck and you've got to have a few circumstances, but you, you've got to have an incredible work ethic. I think that's what I was going to say. I think when anybody that is watching that this is what they find a career in mm -hmm. i think the first and foremost is step back and know first that the, have the hard work ethic have yep. passion for it number one mm -hmm. and then where it may take you then it may take you into your career like i didn't really look at singing and rapping as a career I took it because I solely love passion. It, again, it was something I could share my words. Down the line, I started realizing I'm actually, you know, in humble, hum, humbleness, I was like, I'm actually really good at this. Mm -hmm. I don't know where it's going to take me. So yeah. all I can still do is still have my passion and then now like have the business, allow the business people to do their job Correct. and yeah. allow me to flourish mm. and be able to just solely be um what's the word talent like practice my talent yeah you and, continue and, to work on, yeah. on that yeah and i still acknowledge the business but i allow other people to do that yeah i, I was yeah. at a workshop one time with uh james ingram and anyone does know james ingram check him out i mean he's a you know um grammy award winner mm. you know quincy jones and he said, um, one of the things people don't realize is that you're in the music business. I remember doing this with his hands. And, you know, if you don't, if you're not good at business, get someone to handle that. Yeah. Get someone who knows about the business part, but and you take care of the music, but that's what you're in. Um, and uh, it's a very, very important point. I want to just go back to yeah. the idea you, you're interested in being a choreographer. Somehow you wind up in Los Angeles and we sort of alluded to the Are You The Girl show mm -hmm. um, earlier. But, you know, I know the, uh, I found a few video clips that you're in, which you probably know you're in, right? Now, th this is kind of a big deal, right? I'm, I, I'm very impressed with this. You're in Genie in a Bottle. Did you know yeah, that? Yeah. <laughs> Did with, I know that? Yeah. Oh, in case you remember. In case I forgot. You're in yeah, Genie yeah. in a Bottle with Christina Aguilera. That's awesome. And uh, you're in Destiny's Child's clip, Nasty Girl. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun? I created that character, too. Did you? Mm-hmm. Oh. They asked me... Um, we need a character that, you know, thinks that she's all that, that she is, you know. And so in my brain, I stereotypically, so just so you know me, I'm a tomboy. You know, I understand that sensuality is important when it comes to if you feel you wish to be whatever that feminine vibe is. But I was like, okay, let's step out the box. If I felt that I was sexy every day, what character would I stereotype in my brain mm. for this character to be? And I thought, no way would she wear sneakers ever. She always wears heels. But right. the day that my character decided to wear sneakers, she still stood as if she was in heels. So I was actually standing on my tippy toes in oh, sneakers, right. walking around in these short shorts and in my, in, you know, the whole idea. And I was thinking, okay, the other thing that I've noticed, I remember when I was at school, I would see all the popular girls, she'd always chew gum and be giggling and then twirl the hair. Right. So my What's that hair twirl business? I don't know, but it's supposedly like coy look, right. I guess. So in my brain, I was thinking, okay, this girl thinks she's the hot. Mm. 
You're tuned in to Live at Lee's Place, where we talk to singers about singing stuff. Proudly presented by VocalMastery.com, where there's never been a better time to become a great singer. She knows where to go back. I know where okay, to go back. do it. Yeah. So yes, so I'm in the video of Destiny's Child, Nasty Girls. I created the character, so I was assuming in my brain, stereotypically, that a sexy girl that thinks she's the hot ish, she would twirl her hair with the gum. The, and wearing um, high heels, but really it's the sneakers standing on the tippy toes. And then I'm twirling the gum and it gets stuck in my hair. Right. But because I think I'm so hot, I don't even notice it. <laughs> but all the guys are looking at me like, she looked hot from afar and now she just looks ridiculous. Right. So I just took it to the extreme. They loved it so much. They were like, oh my gosh. And um, So we had created that. At character. some point you managed to maneuver yourself between Beyonce and Kelly. That was crazy. Um, yeah, so we happened to have a catwalk. Right. And there was this dancing moment. And all I know is I'm just standing there dancing, singing the chorus. And then when I saw it at home, like on the TV screen, I was like, I was in between Beyonce yes. and Kelly. I was like, that's a cool moment. Not a bad place to be, I would think. And um, I've reached out to Beyonce about coming onto the show. And uh, at this stage, she hasn't come back to me. Yes, but yes, I'm, yes. I'm confident. But one day. I'm very confident I'm going to get a call. In fact, probably once she sees this, oh, I, would, definitely. I, would, I, would, I would suggest. I will say, mm-hmm. Kelly, thank you so much for having um, such beautiful humbleness and yeah. gratitude mm. to us as models and actresses. Mm. She came up to us and was like, all of y'all made us laugh. You guys were great in the audition process. The reason why you're here are because you're so special and we just that's want lovely. to say thank you. So I say thank you to Kelly. Well, that's very sweet. I know some I people her. that work on um, The Voice mm. and they cannot say enough about her she's amazing uh, her, her professionalism and mm. her decency and kindness and and, uh, and that that's nice to hear yeah above and beyond anything else yes. now another clip you're in is a jay-z clip yeah. called is that your chick but i found another version of it now is is it mrs j or mrs z b's mum mrs j or mrs z you got to speak to your son he uses bad language right in case you didn't know he uses he uses some bad language um there's another version of that with missy elliott right yeah there's a kind of clean version and then there's another version that they made up which um oh really yeah you haven't haven't seen that one one. or maybe someone else just got hold of it on the web and did it but that looked like a bit of fun as well that was the best so i did my own stunts in that video right i was on the ninth or eleventh floor now is that for real that's for real at the the end there i thought that's not very nice it left you out in the balcony there yeah so no what it was is that we were trying to get into the popular parties Right. So we were these stalkers of Jay Z and all that. That's the story of the. That's the story of, of the video. The clip, right. Yeah. And um, we never could get in because, as you see, when you watch it, um, the two stalkers are trying to get into the party, and the doorman's like, "No, you're not on the list." Right. So the other girl tries to get in, acting like, "Oh, it's time to clean the room," and he's like, Got it. "You can't clean the right. room. Like, there's a party." She's see. like, oh. "So I thought." Oh, I know what to do. That's not going to work. I'm going to go outside. And come in the window. Come through the window. Uh, so I missed all of this through the version I was watching with all the beep, beep, oh, beep. Yeah, I went, yeah, no. I don't understand what's going on here. It was so much fun. It was so um, funny. And uh, as usual, I'll be putting Mirror's details down there, you know, down in the... Uh, and um, we'd like, you know, follow her and see yeah, what she's doing. Great. She's doing... Like, she's, 
doing lots of stuff, right? I have you know, lots of fun things. Flat out. Let's move on to vocal training. Yes. Because um, you are a strong advocate of vocal training. I am. Um, I, I hear you. During our lessons, most of our lessons, you're doing a live Insta or Facebook or mm. Insta book. I don't know what it's called, you know. And um, lots of people come on and follow you. And if, if we're just having a rest or you're having some, some water or something, you'll say to folks, you'll always say, listen, guys out there, you know the ones that are just doing rap and whatnot, you've got to get your voice in shape. Do, yes. Can you elaborate, well, elaborate, it elaborate all, on that a bit? It all started because obviously I knew what I wanted to become as a vocalist. So a lot of people didn't know, but I started rhyming. I only started singing probably, I think, maybe professionally two years before I came to you. Right. How, and how long? You've been this here, what, is, three years now? Two years? Yeah, maybe even longer, like oh four goodness. years. Because I heard of you, the fifty. so five years back I heard from you because I went to high school with Denny Hines. Ah, Denny. Hello, Denny. Hi, Denny. Where's Denny's up in the... She, I'm not now? sure anymore. I think she's living in Thailand or oh, something. Oh, beautiful. Hello, Denny. So Denny luckily put me, your name, into my mind and was like, Mira, if you need to get serious, you need to go to Lee. He's made me go an octave up like all the time. So I was like, oh my gosh, okay. It just happened... A uh, year after I met her, I happened to get a call from Elfrista Lyon, who is from mm. Liverpool, Sydney, a uh, rapper, and he was starting a band. Mm. So he happened to say to me, Mira, I want you to be a backing vocalist for me. In my brain, I freaked out because I was like, wait a minute, I need to be a professional singer. He saw the potential in me, so I thought, well, if somebody that wants to make me in his band sees the potential, that means that I need to find the potential in myself. Mm. perfect timing I was like I'm gonna call Lee because I thought this is the best that what is what's the importance I want to have longevity on stage know how to um, take care of my voice and then while someone toured know how to um, know different ranges I wanted to be mm. what's the word confident on stage to know if someone said hey I need you to sing in certain parts. Right. And so I thought, huh. And then luckily you could fit me in. And literally I've heard, plus the band's heard, management has heard, my change and range and confidence from four years ago till now. Mm. And I love when I notice my growth. You mm. know, like I, I just did a, a performance with a 14-piece orchestra in um, Bathurst with Elfresh the Lion and Band. And all the songs that I remember when we first started, I couldn't really sing the range. Mm. And I sang it comfortably and confidently just two weeks ago. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, thanks, Lee. I'm always oh. thanking Lee, even though he's not there. I'm always you like, are. thanks, Lee. Well, I'm there somewhere. Yeah, yeah you're oh, they're definitely there. Um, that's that's very kind of you, but yeah. and and I, I thank you very much. I really appreciate that. It's really cool. At the end of the day, what I say to folks is, if I see somebody one hour a week, mm. it's the one hundred and sixty-seven other hours that I don't see them. It's when they leave here. Now I can pretty much have an influence over the person, yeah. or maybe even control the circumstances while they're in the room here. But when they leave here, if they don't do the follow-up, it's pretty much a waste of time. Yeah, and waste um, of money too. You know, what someone was asking me the, um, in an interview recently, they were asking me about, you know, they said you've had a, a, a well, they did a high turnover of students, mm. 
And I said, yeah, the reason for that is that I teach people how to do what they've got to do so that they more or less don't have to rely on me. Hmm. You don't want to have that. I mean, I'm here. I'm still seeing people from 25 years ago. They go away for a little while. Then they come back. They're doing a tour or a new album. And we got to go through a bit of a refresher and whatnot. But those folks know how to do what's got to be done. Hmm. And I think that's the important thing. And, um, you know, and you're a person that, that really does the work outside oh, yeah. of the room. I know you're very dedicated. Would, would you be able to give us an idea? Is there a routine that you would follow on yeah. a daily basis? So when I'm not having performances, say, right, like mm-hmm. preparing for shows, that means, okay, I never know when a show is going to pop up. Yep. So it doesn't mean, oh, then I won't need to do anything. It's when I'm in the shower, I do my, um, all the bubble. the mm-hmm. So I do all of that. Then, Which is available on the Vocal Mastery yeah, app. It's so good. Thank you. Yes. Actually, free, I free. I actually give that app everywhere I go, all the time. I'm always letting people know about that app. That's but, very um, So yeah, so I do that, and then I sing my songs that you and I have dedicated mm-hmm. ourselves finding what type of um, vibe that I need to learn. Yeah. So let, let me just cover yeah. that, if I may. So what Mira's referring to is that. In, in her voice, what I've been able to do is is set specific songs that will demand a particular type of vocal approach. And she knows that she's getting those songs and if they're working well for her, as a result, she knows that her registration is is correct, that she's in the right spot for those particular sounds. So, and I do those all the time before show. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's, it's implemented in my brain and mm-hmm. I feel like... If I can't get to the third song, then I know, okay. So you're more on the second song then? No, the third. If I, if, like, no, but you go back to like, the second I go, song. Then? I make sure, no, I make sure I go back to my. Right, the, the, more the, warming up more required. More warming up. And then I do it again because I'm in the bathroom. And right. I just, like, sing my heart out of mm. the songs. But majority of the time, I'm pretty on it. It was probably the beginning that when I couldn't make it to the third, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. goodness, you know. But now I feel so much more confident. Um, but, yeah, so think about it. When those that are watching and you're brand new to it, you kind of go, okay, how long is my voice going to be potentially amazing? It's like, well, it's the same as if you were exercising. You won't see your muscles and your body tone up so fast. It will take maybe unless you're dedicated you may see it by the end of the week but usually you see it say a month and a half you start seeing Mm -hmm. like a good form in your arm of muscles and tone and you start feeling better and you feel stronger it's the same with your vocal cords Mm. and it's that whole feeling of okay i know i can go to a room Mm. and i can sing my heart out and not yell it out and what i've been learning as well is because i rap and sing I had to be extra careful because you're protruding. This is what the great thing Lee taught me as well is knowing that when you're speaking, you still need to use your diaphragm and voice, use the voice box to protrude out, but still utilize the power of the microphone. Mm -hmm. So sometimes if you can't hear, say, foldbacks, I make sure still that I'm not going to protrude my voice out further i'm allowed now the sound man engineer Mm. to do his work for me to hear it instead of because i'm going to keep it still low so i don't harm my 
my vocal cords. Mm. You know, whereas before I would have not known that. I would have been like, I can't hear myself. And then I would have hurt my whole length, the whole thing. I I talked about this on another episode with a young lady, and it was, it's a very rare singer who will not try and match volume. Even Mm. though they, they may be acutely aware, oh, I shouldn't push, I shouldn't push. Look, if I had the radio on the background here and I turn it up, you and I inevitably will have to start. We're going to start doing something. And uh, that's why it's essential. And that's, you know, on other episodes, I've talked about in-ear monitoring and the importance of all that sort of stuff. Um, And it's very, very important. Uh, And you also um, mentioned a point there about, say, folks that are just coming into the idea of singing. Look, you, you may come in and think, oh, I'm going to do two hours a day. You're not going to do two hours a day. What you're going to do, I'll re- oh, sorry, let me rephrase that. If you're with me, you're going to do five to ten minutes mm. four or five times a day. Now, your mathematics will tell you that's only 50 minutes. But as a spaced repetition thing, trust me, you are going to advance much quicker yeah. than somebody who burns themselves out who does maybe an hour and one hit who's not used to it and then can't talk for the rest of the day or is at the very least vocally fatigued and they can't get the best out of their voice the next day. I don't know. Do other vocalists that do um, practice warm-ups, do you warm up everywhere? Like I find myself, if I'm driving in the car, I'll warm up to the, the music so mm. say if it's um, you know I'll be like yeah I'll be doing that and then I'm on the if I walk to the train people look at me like next to sure. me because I'm going if I have a session here like but I still if, keep going if I'm doing a, a, a recording with somebody and I'm like yeah, like this morning I'm out walking the dog and I have my straw with me and I'm I'm doing my straw exercise and people I mean, I, I'm just, I don't even pay attention anymore I just I think don't people care. I just walk past that person with a straw in my mouth going, making an odd noise. Yeah. But what do I care, right? It, no. it, it becomes such a, a, um, a part of your an integral lifestyle. part of your life. Yeah. It doesn't take over your life. But then you start being mindful about, I, I'm a, I, like I'm a really big fan of, of sport, but I have to watch myself, especially if I'm live at the ground, yeah. that I don't get too passionate because I go, well, that's not going to be good for my voice. So yeah. you start to become... Look, not hopefully not precious. You can't stand people no. who are wrapping themselves in cotton wool. But you start to go, no, I won't go out after the show. Yeah. I, I need to rest. I need to let my voice settle. I need to hydrate and all that sort of stuff. Well, I told it. you I went to a concert. This is really funny. I went to a concert and I enjoyed myself. So I'm clapping really hard. But everybody else was screaming, but I didn't need to. So I was like. <laughs> you, you Fake screaming. Oh my goodness! I fake scream because I knew I had a show, but I just don't like screaming anymore because I wanted to protect. But there I was like go. this, but I was clapping my hands. I was like that. I wasn't fake clapping. Mm. I was fake screaming. Now you mentioned before <laughs> about uh, singing and rapping, yeah. and I, I do that as well. You know, do you? Christmas time. <laughs> oh yes. There it is. There's the first dad joke of the of the of the whole show. Yeah, it, it, I, I may cut that out. I'm not sure. No, we'll please see what don't. happens. Don't leave it. No, out. leave it in. That was I great. think it's fantastic. I mean, and look, you know, we we went sort of around the circle there, but it's really good. And that what you're saying to folks is there's a starting point. There's a starting point. There's and, always a starting point, even if you restart again. Mm. And I think that's really important as an up and coming singer or as a vocalist even now. Take the ego away and be a singer and a learner every day. Yeah. 
because you're going to learn something new consistently. That's, a, that's great advice. You know, I, I had 10 years off from life performance. Mm. It's a long time. Mm. And even though I was actively involved in teaching and I was still singing bits and pieces, when it came up to doing a new album and whatnot, mm. I felt like a rank beginner. And, and I'll tell you right now, I, I thought I should have known better yeah. or that I should have been in better vocal shape than what I was or, and all the other stuff. Look, it's like the guy who says, when I was in high school, I was, a, you know, I was a gymnast yeah. and now he's 50 and he's maybe, you know, 50 pounds heavier, right? Yeah. You go, look, it happens to everyone. Yeah. And, but the same is true in reverse. You start the work. I haven't met anybody who gets out of it. Mm. I haven't met anybody. Even if they're not, dare I say, traditional voice exercise and all that sort of stuff, old school guys that have been yeah. touring for years and years, they have a couple of months off, they have to get going again. It just, the voice sort of lays down. You know, they yeah. kind of wake it up. Yeah. It's, it's a reality. And finding an effective way to do that is yeah. very, very important. And something that you can do pretty much anywhere, which is what you were referring to. Exactly. You mentioned about uh, El Fresh. Um, and uh, I had the pleasure of having him in here for lessons or many years He ago still now. does his vocal work. He does. We and both do them together. He was Elfresh, a.k.a. the lion in those days, and now he's graduated to a full lion. He's a full lion. Yeah. And it's interesting because I've seen you in concert with him, and it's a, it's a very demanding vocal workout, right? I'm glad that you noticed that. Mm, I did and, notice and it. And it's physical. Yeah, because you're... I'm jumping I mean, up and down, Yes, yeah, so I was going to do your, an impression of you then, but I don't think you want to see that. But, you, I mean, you're, you're going... And I, I've, you know, rather jokingly said to you for years now, you're kind of the shout-out guy. Yeah. But you're, you're the hype person, yeah. right? You're the person who's got to get the crowd exactly. going. Exactly. And, and, I, and I keep him hype as well. Yeah. But there's a risk if you go too far vocally, right, that if you were to kind of pull up and... That that but you're very you're but because mindful. I go to Lee McRae I know what oh, I'm doing now no course. but for real no I really yeah. do I'm not even just um, you know saying that it's 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 exactly why I continuously come for four years because it it's that whole thing of understanding how to take care of your vocals when you're yes. on stage this mm. like this is not a game and if it is a game I make sure that I want to be at least up in the top notch of mm. you know the leaders of it mm. you know and i want to prepare like it's really great you know i always um inspire other up-and-coming rappers not just singers like mm. rappers i'll be like man you got to do your vocal warm-ups and they look at me like why and i'm like this is your job this is your instrument imagine right. if you're rhyming for an hour but you're also from your excitement you know everything you are making sure that you have a whole concert that can hear you speak loudly. Mm. That's way more strain than a vocalist, a singer. Yeah. They look at me thinking, you're right. I'm oh, like, yeah. yeah, you know, it's like that whole thing of knowing that you don't want to get winded. You have that big stage that you have to perform mm. to and you have to run from one side to the other. You know, Absolutely. you'll get winded like that and your vocals will get tired. They look at me like, oh, so now all of a sudden, now I have rappers doing your vocal app. Mm. It's so it's, it's so good. It's, like, um, okay. it's interesting. It's because not just rappers and singers. I, I, I see uh, public speakers, mm -hmm. ministers. Um, I used to, years ago, aerobics instructors. I don't think anyone does aerobics now, do they? But, but people that are saying? using their voice and you've got to make them aware of being able to have high energy and pr project yeah. without the forcefulness. Uh, I want to move on to some um, more personal type yeah. of things that I know you're keen to talk about. I think what we'll do, we'll take a small break yes. and we'll come back and we'll chat about that. We'll be with you in just a moment.
That's my break hand. You're tuned in to Live at Lee's Place, where we talk to singers about singing stuff. Proudly presented by VocalMastery.com, where there's never been a better time to become a great singer. We're back. We're here with Mira, and we're having a great time. Yes. And look, please don't forget to subscribe. Yeah, it's VocalMastery.com. You can find all the details there, or YouTube, or what else are we on? Insta, something. We're, we're on all of them. We're that's everything. it. What you, that's what you call it. Facebook. We got the lot. Did you just say that's what you call it? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just they're just this words awesome. to me. Um, an issue that, that uh, I know you're very, very passionate about, and I just want to say to folks uh, that if you're experiencing any mental illness issues or health issues, please, please see a healthcare professional, someone who's an expert in that area. I'm not an expert. Mirror is not an expert. But it's, it's an issue that, that I know she's pretty keen to talk about, and that is to do with anxiety, and particularly yes. anxiety and how it relates to you as a performer. Yeah, it's only throughout the, gosh, older years of my life that I've noticed and acknowledged to call it anxiety. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're younger, people call it nerves. And I was like, mm. no, this isn't nerves because nerves wouldn't make you not eat. Right. You know, like, so it wasn't stage fright. You know, I love to be on the stage. It was more so if you told me I had a performance in a month or two months, my whole body would shut down and wouldn't be able to eat for a wow. month to two months. Yeah, it was, it was. And do you know now why that, why that is um, or what? Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, it triggered from, and I don't, I don't mind sharing, it triggers from an abusive relationship that I came from in mm -hmm. the past. And um, so self-doubt and extra th stuff in my head. Mm. And then unfortunately, it, it made me feel not enough. And then I started feeling that I had to overwork myself to feel that I had to be the better person of whoever mm. that character, if it is a character, of call it the anxiety character. My ego had to say, no, 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 you can't be like that because da, 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 whatever. And it's like, I luckily am recognizing it. Obviously, everyone has a different story to what their meaning of their anxiety mm. or depression or anything. But that's my own interpretation of what I've maturely seen. And once I've figured that out and what to do now, so if I feel like the triggers have come upon, what is it that I need to do? I need to deep breathe. I need to go for a walk. I need to allow myself to calm down or talk to myself. Um, I have been in a situation where I've stayed in bed Mm -hmm. for like forever um and then but luckily i have great peers great friends and a support network mm. um and i also work as a youth worker as well so luckily our jobs give us our own personal 1-800 numbers and support networks for workers to debrief or mm. you know and everything like that so it's one of those things to acknowledge that it doesn't it's not an ageism situation. Right. Like when it's not, it's not racist and it's not ageist yes. because it will choose any age and any person. Yes, it's completely indiscriminate. When it comes it? Yeah. to mental health, yeah, and I and I feel as well that I'm hoping that you know me speaking about this, it will allow you to see that you're not alone, 
um, you know, you're not the only person that goes through it. Mm. And if you feel that it is detrimental to your health and you're feeling way too alone, like Lee said, go to your, you know, find a 1-800 number or the, the closest person to you that you believe in and speak to them as much as you might not even think that no one wants to hear your pain or your story. Trust me, we do. Yeah, It's, it's something like, okay, you know, how is it that we as the world and the community of safe people want to be there for you. Because mm. I think that's the problem, unfortunately, is so many people in the world go, oh, I don't want to bother anybody because they want, they're too busy with their job or they're too busy or they have their own worries about things that are going on in their life. They won't want to hear about mine. So I won't bother anyone and I'll just deal with it. Mm. No, not at all. It doesn't matter who's going through something. Just... Talk to someone. You know, I think, and by talking about it, you certainly break the stigma down, don't you? Like, I, I, I mean, if someone had a really bad toothache, mm. they wouldn't think anything about calling the dentist, right? Correct. Uh, or and I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, um, but it's I'm true. not downplaying it. I'm not saying it's, but you know, it's it's not a serious issue because it's a very serious issue. But for some reason, we don't add it in. You know, true. someone had a problem with with any other part of their health. They just say, oh, I need to go and see a chiropractor. I've got a bad yeah. back or whatever it is. Um, and I hope that bit by bit we are breaking down that yeah. stigma. I, I, I feel that we are. I think it's more, there's more awareness to mental health nowadays. Mm. Whereas years prior, it was brushed under. It was yeah. like, oh, no, 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 no. You, you're only worrying. Oh, mm. no, 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 no. Don't feel bad. Like the empathy or compassion wasn't necessarily there yeah as much as it is now it's like what you're feeling okay Mm -hmm. how is it okay let's make sure talk to me and and then move on to hopefully there's professionals that someone will know and say okay you know Mm. all these referrals there's so many resources out there now there are it's interesting the the strategy that you've you've got you've adopted Mm. or been given um and it seems to be fairly common and once again i'm not handing out advice on this but when you become aware of your anxiety, you seemingly need to change your physiology in some way. You go for a walk. Yes. You breathe deeper. Hmm. Um, the, the, these are relatively simple things, but but I'm imagining are easily well, they're easily accessible to just about anybody, right? So it's yes, part but of the it's strategy. really hard. It, the crazy thing about it, the reason why I'm proud of myself is because some other friends of mine that have it, they don't even hear that. Hmm. You can tell someone all day. Try yoga, try right. to deep breathe, try to do this, mm-hmm. and they'll look at you like. Yeah. Well, they're so embedded like, at yeah, that point, aren't like they? Yeah. They, they can't even hear you. Yeah. And it's, and you got to remember politely, it's not even their fault. Mm. The mental health has taken over. They're, they're literally blinded by this. Yeah. Evil no, I understand life. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a really strange situation, you know, respectfully that. You know, we go through, and it's one of those you just got to make sure. But luckily, I have found my own positive um, consciousness mm. within myself to be like my best friend goes, "Hey, you just got triggered. How you feel? Okay, talk to me. If do you need to talk to somebody else?" And I'm like, "Nah, I'm good." But then usually I'll talk to my husband mm. and be like, "I." don't feel really good today or mm. you know if i don't have him around i'll speak to my best friends mm. you know like hey you you said something to me um be careful anything you say can be taken down and used against you in a podcast right yeah you know 
Um, you said something to me one time when we were discussing about anxiety, mm. and, and I just wanted to see if I can, because I jotted it down at the time, and it was that your therapy is your music and dancing. Yes. You just feel that you've you've kind of you've got to do it, right? It's, I have to do you it. You have to do it every day. Yeah, it um, dancing allows all anger or upsetness out because it makes me so happy and yeah. also it's a science thing you know what's the, what's it's dopamine well there's that dopamine because you, you're right so once again you, your physiology is changing yeah so you'll be careful your biochemistry if that's the right way you you've changed because your neurological situations changed yeah you know you're breathing deeper there's a whole bunch of things behind that and as i say i'm not handing out like the mm. you know the the, the backyard plan here no but um, what works for me definitely once i feel i can snap out of a certain yeah. thing or sometimes i'll just put music on straight away mm -hmm. or i watch comedy mm. like like just to keep me laughing i, I remember reading a study cat videos cat videos with no shortage of them i remember reading years ago there was it was um um a well-known psychologist psychiatrist whose name I can't remember mm. at the moment, but they had people in um, what was referred to as a mental asylum in those yeah. days, and they had them watching Abbott and Costello for 30 really? minutes a day, and all of their medications were able to be dropped considerably just through, the, through the, the fact of being able to laugh at that point. Yeah. So you mentioned about your husband, Zig, and hi, Zig. Hey, we Zig. love you, Zig. He's amazing. He is amazing. And um, I know you've got a new EP or album. I don't EP? know. What, EP coming. And I want to hear a bit about that, but the interesting thing is being produced by Zig. Yes. And you told me something the other day about, like, he's old school, right? He's very old school. He's like, he's you get in there and do it properly. There's none of this, you're my wife, I'm taking it no, easy, No, no, right? no. It's, it's, it's straight business. Mm. It's um, you, once you enter the studio, the wife is outside. Is I'm the artist. I'm your client. Um, yeah, this goes straight into, mm. you know, what are you going to provide me? What did you write? And then him knowing my potential. Mm. And 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 basically grabbing it out of me, knowing that I could, yeah, the, pushing it the best that I can apply on the music, mm. you know. And it's great, like working with them. It's been, wow, we've worked together now 22 years, and this is our second baby of a project that we've right. been working on. So the first one was life, second one now is love, and that's going to come out next year. But the new EP uh, single is coming out very soon called hold on right. so look out for that that is amazing yeah it's a great really song i heard that about it so and all those details will be in that insta facey yeah grammy thing right yeah you know, I love that. It. yeah well i think it's that's just fantastic uh i want you to know that you know i i i find you an incredible inspiration and that and i know that the people listening and watching and i find that as well you are someone to me who lives incredibly authentically thank you, know, you. i'm glad I, you get me i do get you i really do awesome. and uh the many a time with conversations we've had after our lessons and things were you've left me really thinking about about you know how to kind of conduct myself in a way you know really and, and, yeah absolutely and i want to say oh you got it you got that and the same the risk of embarrassing the same is when you meet people you know if you're on the uh, in here on the way out or on the way in everyone says the same thing about you they just say there's just something about that mirror Aww. she's just her energy is fantastic That's and so, so I, I i just
cannot say enough about you and wish you all the success in the world. And I just know that this new project is going to go great for you. Thanks, Lee. And on that tender note, there's only one thing left for us to do. And that's let's go and have a sing. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. No, thank you. Thank Fantastic. you, Vocal Mastery. Thanks for watching, guys. Bye, y'all. Just remember to live gratefully, humbly, and learn optimistically and value your existence. That'll do it right there.
To view the video of today's podcast, go to youtube.com forward slash vocal mastery where you can catch up with all our other great episodes.